Hello and welcome to the podcast of Tech EU. I am your host, Andrew Degler. In our today's episode, I would like you to listen to an interview with Ragnar Sass, the co-founder of Pipedrive and a very active angel investor who is also the co-founder and CEO of Salto Network. Our editor, Robin Wouters, recorded this interview last week in Lviv at the IT Arena conference, so you may hear some of the familiar hum of voices in the background that you often get in event recordings. Normally, I wouldn't be very happy about it, of course, but, you know, I missed it way too much to be upset right now. So let's listen to this interview together. Hey, hey, this is Robin Walters from Tech.U, and I'm here in Lviv, Ukraine for the IT Arena conference. And I'm sitting down in person, live, with Ragnar Sass. He's a well-known uh, Estonian entrepreneur and serial investor. Uh, we have lots of stuff to discuss, but first of all, do you remember we actually met at IT Arena a few years ago? I, I interviewed you on stage. I think it was the first time we met. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Best of all, hello. It's so good to be back in Lviv. And you're right. It was 2017. I think so. And back then it was actually happening in an arena, in a stadium. This is a slightly different setup, still a bit smaller. Uh, we're doing this from, uh, from a software company here. Uh, but very good to see you in person. Uh, good to be back on the road again as well. Um, Ragnar, um, I gave you a bit of an introduction, but I'm sure you can do a much better job. Oh, okay, so basically, I'm uh, basically a startup entrepreneur. I have done some uh, things. One of them is Pipedrive, which was basically his Estonian unicorn. We exited last December for like 1.5 billion. But I have also been now keep doing Indian investments. I have made like 40 investments. I signed my last 40, year. 4 zero. Yeah, more yeah. than 40, actually. I'm, I I need to go and back look for the exact number because <laughs> literally like today night, even when I landed there, I had new contract in my mailbox, so I need to sign it up. I signed one T last week to Ukraine, by the right. way. Amazing company. I can't announce it yet. What I'm doing like maybe last three, four years is really like how my know-how or my basically experience can help way more early startups and this is exactly why first i opened lift 9 which is a we would call a startup co-growing center not co-working but growing together we opened first in thailand now we opened also like in kiev ukraine uh, lately in last year we have been looking uh, how even more areas and what i'm working now very deeply is how we can connect startups and super experienced advisors and moving all of the hassle regarding how you find a great guy but also how you sign the advisor agreement and moving all the hassle regarding that because it's it can be pretty messy it can take 10 months to talking lawyers how to do it with one week two and this this magic match happens so that's what i'm focusing more and more now great uh, you're saying you're bringing your experience to the table what is it specifically that you think you think you can add the most value to especially early stage uh, founders? i think that I have been going through what means fundraising, what means telling a great story. I personally love to speak people and help to build the culture, how to hire great people. I know one or two things about growth and marketing as well. So usually if I invest, I also look like, can I really help them? So do I understand the core business? Do I know like a bunch of people who want to invest together with me? So those are the things, but exactly. I always ask, like, I have my 25, 27 questions, but the key question, is it relevant for me? Is it my values? But also, like, how much me, I personally could add real value here? It's not about the check because there are a bunch of VCs, big guys. My investment is still from 20, but it has been also, in some rare cases, even 300k per ticket. But it's more about the, really the real impact what I can make. Yeah. I just finished an interview with Ihar Mahanyok, who's sort of done 40 angel investments but has now started a venture 
venture firm of his own, which is sort of, I, I think, graduating to the next step in, in some way. Do you see yourself actually forming a fund at some point or do you, do you keep investing your own money? Uh, no, I don't. You know what? I am by the TNA entrepreneur. There has been like more and more folks who has been asking me to join some VC companies. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, but it's easy to say no. What we did recently is uh, me uh, and two other Piper co-founders, Martin Enk and Martin Dyer, who I know like 15 years, we found, we basically joining our forces, we made our own small angel fund, which is only our money. And we found amazing person to lead it. And that's it. That will be my main connection. I I want to be like really feel the pain, you know, fail badly, yeah. do the things. And that's exactly why I'm so often here. I'm extremely interested about what's going on in Eastern Europe. I see so many opportunities and Ukraine is just no question by all the data, all the numbers. This is it. This is the best place to be. Yeah, let's talk about that because, uh, you know, I agree uh, that Eastern Europe, there's so much talent, you know, they're, they're, they're shifting from sort of an outsourcing background to actually building products. Um, still a long way to go, but you can see that there's so much stuff happening here. Why do you single out Ukraine though? Because I see interesting stuff across like Bulgaria, Romania. Uh, what makes makes Ukraine so special for you? I think that it, it all starts with the people. Like, I have understanding about local people. I uh, I can relate the things what they have been going through. You know, end of the day, I have been also seeing some part of the Soviet Union. I see that Estonia was extremely lucky. We moved super fast out of that in the 90s. Some elements you still, still see here. And if I travel, my wife is Ukrainian, I still see what means Ukrainian passport even. Like, you know, we go together to the passport control. And even when we was flying yesterday here, like, there was like four minute extra check because of just one reason, which is Ukraine passport, which I'm getting more and more angry because uh, the fact that you're born in Ukraine, like, you can get actually pretty good education because it's based on Soviet Union system, which actually I think that it's in some ways is good. But then if you want to go to the US, you, you might hit the things that you're not hitting if you're born in EU. Uh, that's the thing that I like. But also like, I can see that they're pretty hardworking. We have understanding each other, you know, like there is the country struggling, as we know, heavily. But I see that people feel how this success that they do can also give back to country. Mm. And uh, that's, I think, that what re resonates to me. It's a huge country. It's like, you know, Lviv and uh, Kiev is so different in the sense like here in Lviv, people speak only Ukrainian, even though I need to be sad. I don't speak Ukrainian. I speak Russian, English indeed. Well, you'll but, have to learn if you have No, I know, I know. And, uh, but uh, I just fundamentally have great chemistry with the local people here understanding and uh, but I'm also more and more open exactly as you said what's happening in Bulgaria or Romania Poland and so on but I believe that they, those countries are still ahead you know Ukraine if, if, you, if you look around you know there aren't too big in the community the people who has gone through if you, if you look numbers what Estonia has how many unicorns and successors we have if you look Ukraine there is some error because Ukraine has like I don't know, 200, 300,000 engineers. Estonia has, I don't know, 15 or 20, what the number of that. And success, my, my statement, the question is why? Right. Not exactly. Recently, like one company I invested in here is Restream. Amazing company, they did um, like, we invested two years ago, but last year they did like 50 plus million around. And one thing that happened with them is that they have office in Austin, Texas, and in Kiev. So they opened third office in Tallinn, Estonia. So instead of going to London, Berlin, you know, New York, whatever, they picked it for the reason, not for the engineering, product, like product people we have. We have also some level of growth marketing and you know, finance and so on. And how to build this connection like better and better. And that's the thing why I'm here also that 
uh, it's pretty easy to fly between two countries. So there are more and more people who do entity in Estonia. And uh, so the growing number of, by the way, Ukraine community in Estonia. Yeah, awesome. So, so this yeah. this is the the things is moving on, and this is maybe the thing why I'm so often here. Yeah, great. Because actually, I was in Tallinn less than two months ago, and and a lot of the conversations I had there were about talent, right? Because it's very very difficult to if you're scaling a company out there to still find you know the number of engineers and developers you need uh, to hire quickly. So, I feel like especially because of the pandemic now that the 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 playing field has sort of leveled quite a bit. I feel like Ukraine should be the, the number one place that they should be looking at to hire, no? Yes, but it's not easy. Like exactly outsourcing here is like, like world level. Like the salaries are crazy. The one thing which is sad for me, if being honest, is that Ukraine has this uh, individual entrepreneur tax scheme and 95% engineers are using that, which means that they don't pay too much back to the government. In Estonia, we have everybody paying like, I don't know, 40-50% tax. Here it's like 2-3%. So that's sometimes difficult for startups because startups, which I know is always like, you know, following tax rules, other things. So it's, I agree with you. If you want to build a big office, like hire 100, 200, 500 people, go here. In Estonia, like, <laughs> I don't know, it was crazy, you're late five years. Um, so there's still like Riga, Vilnius, and you know, Sofia, whatever. <clears throat> but I agree that there's a potential to build huge companies in Ukraine. Yeah. But, but uh, it's never easy, and also Kiev is very complex. But there is Lviv, there is Odessa, there is Kharkiv, there is Dnipro, and that's the beauty. It's not only one city, but yeah. there are several. And uh, I, I see there are so many new stuff which also helping people to learn coding. And that's, I heavily like, believe, and also I would put where is my, I, I will also invest my own cash to that. Great to hear. Um, you set up Lyft 99 here in Kiev uh, as well after Tallinn. Any other countries in the on the horizon there? Or I, at this moment, no, because exactly that COVID time changed how we work. Even though I need to tell, like both lives are super busy. Like uh, Kiev is like yeah, full. I could tell. I was there in August in yeah. uh, the Tallinn one. It was uh, quite buzzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in Tallinn, exactly, I see so big flow of the foreigners. I see that in COVID times, what changed is that actually even few Estonians or like some Estonian founders moved back to Estonia, which is amazing. Like Tavet, uh, founder of Vice, moved back to Estonia. There was also a founder of Zego from London moved to the Estonia. So this is going great. But yeah, at this moment, as I said, we picked that we will focus building platform about uh, advisors and putting all the energy there so um we are open to open like new lift but um, i looked actually belarus a few years ago sadly this is out of the question now mm. so um i don't know maybe we should look like georgia or because i'm also believing that georgia has opportunity and there's also countries like moldova so if lift always will look like these underdogs yeah. Like we would never go to London or Berlin or Stockholm. That's boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, quite a statement there. Uh, so, how do you look back at the pipe pipe drive journey now that you've, you've exited, as you mentioned, uh, last December, which is you know, relatively recent? Uh, but if you look back now, like at that journey, like what's what's the main takeaways there? Oh my God! Yeah, it's still I'm um, like um, the the. the Co-founder title stays. I'm still like you know. No Are you still operationally involved? No, no, no. no, no. Right? I, yeah. I actually exactly like if you have like 500 people and it's growing in one moment you hit 700 and so on. I was giving away my operational roles. We was on 250 and so on. When when you just can't re or like remember all the names and faces anymore, it's it's getting impossible. Uh, but I would say that 
it was it's amazing how much things has changed you know like when we started 2010 it was just we didn't have any other option we, ne we need to go to us like black and white if you want to be someone if you want to be successful 2011 i was flying to us we had an agreement like i can't fly back before we have fundraised money instead of two weeks i said the six months you know but all of these elements was going together then but one thing what we did amazingly right and but still right is that Already 2011, we was like, we want to be a global company, not only focus US, but Brazil, Germany, France, and so on. And everybody's now uh, super uh, understand that. And also we made the rules that no way, we would build the heart and core in Estonia. We can open like offices, Piper has now, like not only like New York, we have Florida, we have London, we have Lisbon, we have Prague, Czech Republic, and so on. But we always like felt that our heart and engineering stays in Estonia. It's a super right decision. As I said, nowadays you, you need to already look new places. And also like, I would say that um, we was relatively lucky, like, you know, after being now like investor in 40 plus companies, I kind of see from the investor perspective, how many things you hit. Like, I have seen company which lost two founders. Like, so that does a three and now it's only one left. We had like just super team. As I said, we, I still do lots of things together with their co-founders. Like we just made our own angel fund. And we have, what's great of that is that uh, we have so much the same values. Like the one thing that we did, like uh, being very, very honest here, I was the last person who basically approved the Pytra exit. I, I believe there was so many opportunities more, but I do understand 10 years is a long time. Like it's a crazy long time and it's a like, huge part of your life. And I did understand that uh, there's a feeling that if you have one main owner, there are many things which can move faster. So it's this decision. Like you just said, we do this and done instead of going through with the board meetings, other things and so on. But I would say that we were still lucky even though we did hit many problems this is part of the thing so it wasn't like any moment like you would say now like everything will fall you had like okay we might need to fire 50 people we might need to do this but there was never feeling that first of all there was never feeling it will be unicorn by the way like it took us totally surprising what and we we never even was thinking about that mm -hmm. and also being very frank we did not celebrate too much ourselves on the road <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. like that's Estonians, you are just keep working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also the beauty of Estonia is that all of these events, when these exits happen, uh, you know, obviously wise, but even even back further, Skype was like a catalyst for the ecosystem. We still talk about sort of the Estonian mafia or Skype mafia, but it's interesting to see now all of these access to pipe drive transfer wise and people coming back right as you mentioned Tavit moved back he's doing a lot of uh, angel investments on his own a lot uh, also set up a, a fund with Sten uh, I think uh, just recently um, it's interesting to see how that ecosystem just keeps on on building on top of each other you know uh, and I always wonder like how far how, how much further can it go when every year I'm surprised that they went you know to the next level but I'm also interested in learning sort of the barriers to to even more scale that. So what do you think some of the problems will be in Estonia in the next few years? We already talked sort of about the talent shortage and the difficulties. Do you see any other obstacles that might might uh, get in the way? So, you know what is crazy? I think that first of all, this year is indeed the crazy that valuations are just going nuts. Like I heard the crazy numbers. It, it, it all starts from the, the public stock market and it's going to that as well. What is good in Estonia is that we see big flow of foreign founders 
moving to Estonia and being in Estonia, saying hello, we are Estonian startup. And that is kind of like interesting thing. Estonia has built up in this like 25, 30 years, like good image. And people take us seriously. Like you, you go everywhere you are from Estonia. Oh, let's talk, you know, why do you show here? Literally, when I was driving here, I had a call one of my uh, portfolio companies, and she told me that she had just called this one guy from Silicon Valley, super famous guy, and he told, you know, I love that you just keep push it out and tell exactly how the stuff are, mm. the positive and negative. But I would say that um, indeed, like the key question will stay: How you build now company when you have everything remote, when you need to run like different legal entities, different like locations and so on. That is where actually the magic is. So because the old old playbook is not working anymore. And some people, if they wanna copy the pipeline stuff, it's not possible. You you can't copy Bolt, you can't copy National Vice. That's 2021. That's the new rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that Silicon Valley playbook was and stayed quite long actually. Said so you move to Silicon Valley, you build it up, and you know that somebody will go and grab you. You know you can make exit all, all fun. Ah, no, it is changing. You know all is changing. You know like, and that's most likely the biggest biggest things that you need to be creative to understand what rules are working now. Mm-hmm. And you know many people. Let me be frank. I keep failing at many things which I did back in other five years ago. It's like I did it now again, not working anymore. Yeah. And th- and that's the thing, you know. Like, are we enough open? And also, what's the thing? What what is important to understand? There are many countries who are copying Estonian system. So if Estonia is not moving fast to basically change our own, like upgrade our e-government, our e-residence, other things, then we would lose that. Like Latvia is doing great stuff. There are X years in the team is doing something in some Caribbean islands even, you know. And the the possibility that new ecosystems will move up fast is a high. Hmm. And, and that's why also I am keeping open and being very very honest. If I you know I talk with startups, the number of companies which is not based in Estonia is going faster than from Estonia because of the just that I believe that. We have other things. I think that in some sense, the balance of angel investors and startups is a little bit already like maybe we have too many angel investors yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's a I'm bit like, saturated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm even asking exactly that. Like example is, if somebody from Vice will start company, they will have round together with like two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way it is. But what about somebody who is from Ukraine, who is like, like I had week ago, called with some dude from Moscow. Amazing. Like Wundergi, 23 years old, has the ton company, already 10K revenue. He said, I have never hired anyone. I don't even know how to do interview. <laughs> and I was so excited about that call. And he basically said, I need to relocate to Estonia because it's legal part, Moscow, you know, difficult. But this is the Wundergi. I'm like getting so much excited. And that's why I'm keep staying on that area yeah fantastic well on that note what are some of the uh, startups either in your portfolio or, or, or outside in ukraine that are still very early stage but we need to keep uh, an eye on because obviously you have lift 99 uh, where you get uh, some deal flow and knowledge of the market you have your network here you have places like it arena and events that you uh, you come to but um what are some of the things that you know which companies do you think will break through in the next uh, two to three years that we need to keep an eye on so like in the last YC, Vigometer patch was Asomic. And uh, basically what they're building is that they're building platforms that you can hire designers, paying some like, you know, flat fee, 300, you know, 500, 1000, whatever. And YC has helped them like crazy. 
Like I invested them like a little bit more than a year ago. And this, but how much they're growing is just crazy. So there are many, many elements, first of all, like say in right country for that, because, uh, and also that the model, as I said, told how companies are built is changing. You can outsource way more things. You can use more services and so on. So your headcount actually is kind of like, can be smaller. And you just build many, many contracts and, and other things. So this is definitely a company which shows great growth numbers. I, 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 I bet say will be the big thing. I'm also looking who can be next unicorn and let's see, I think Restream has done great uh, after even after the, the, the round and keep growing. As I said, there are like one which I love, I can't tell you yet, uh, <laughs> but definitely next week you follow me on LinkedIn <laughs> we'll and Facebook, do. you would know it. I also see that um, what I love about here is that somehow I love that we have seen growing number of female founders here. Like, you know, also Mick has two founders, one of them stays is extremely amazing. She did the best pitch. So there is one company, Legal Notes, which is just also in uh, London now, uh, basically part of Techstars. Pipedrive basically not only like a part of co-founders, but also Pipedrive Angels joined that. So they're building legal platforms that Again, you pay some, you know, monthly fees that you need to have data privacy officer instead of hiring somebody full time. Again, super needed. And the more companies are moving globally, you need more and more help from legal side. And if you can just pay some flat fee, that's the way it is. Yeah. So this is also like I would, I would bet. But you know, the good thing is, we end with there was 110 companies who are basically uh, did apply to the IT Arena startup uh, battle. Uh, I believe 30 of them is now in this last, whatever, final selection. And I'm very keen to see here, and this is why I'm here. I am mainly because of this, exactly who applied and I want to meet them. And I'm hoping really in now, literally like next, I don't know, 28 hours to found at least few candidates who I can build relation and maybe have my seventh investment to Ukraine in next few months. Nice. Then that takes me to the final, final question. What do you look for? Like when people are pitching, what, what are some of the things that tease you enough to want to learn more about a company? Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you talk about verticals, that is definitely, I understand a little bit about future of works, B2B SaaS. So this is definitely the area which could relate to me. But lately I have been uh, also looking green tech. The things which really can have bigger impact to the climate, positive impact indeed. So this is the things, um, but at the end of the day, it's all about the founder. Like, uh, as I said, I just, before I was, uh, so the interview with you, I had called with my portfolio companies and I explained to the founder also that it's not about what product can is today, but where exactly the founder could lead that one. And that's exactly, so that's why I'm very heavy about uh, uh, founders, but specifically the person who keeps, uh, who keeps the title CEO. So I'm always about the person that if this person makes me biggest fan of the product, biggest fan of her or him. So my one of the questions is, is this so amazing that if I wouldn't do anything in the world and I would look the next company to build, would I join them as a co-founder? That needs to be uh, the level because then all my interest, all my help is from the heart. Because yeah. I, I just like, I can, but people already know that it's not natural. Like if you do, I love them because of this. I have worked with them, let's say, like a few months, six months, whatever. This is my help reel. If I just, oh, guys, because this is other level, but I'm looking this level, which is also basically why I'm, this 40 seems big number, 
but it's not so big knowing how many going through my mailbox and also <laughs> how many we are speaking and so on. So I'm pretty, pretty selective because I just, first of all, I have limit of time. But second of all, sadly, many times I just start to dumb to understand, first of all, don't <laughs> understand the thing. So I'm not looking unicorns, I'm looking impact. And that's yeah. maybe the difference because with all the respect, I am focusing how my know-how and everything that I have can basically focus that impact is bigger. That's the way it is. Great. Well, good to meet you again at IT Arena here in Lviv. Uh, thank you for volunteering your time for this uh, recording as well. And uh, have a nice rest of the day. Uh, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. Invite me back, Ukraine. Bye. And this is it for our today's episode. Thanks to Ragnar for joining the show. Uh, thanks to Lviv IT Arena for making this recording possible. And big thanks to you for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Our audio engineer is done by SoundPulse, that is sound-pulse.com, check them out. Your questions, suggestions and opinions are always very welcome. Please send them by email to podcast at tech.eu. This was TechEU Podcast, I am Andrew Degler and I will talk to you again very soon. For now, take care and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.